Everybody, Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. 
We're going to go before the Lord in prayer. It is such a wonderful and awesome privilege to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. We are grateful to be together again. Amen. For those of you that are here tonight in the house of the Lord, we welcome you. And for those of you that are joining us online, we welcome you as well. Amen. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer, and we want God's will to be done tonight. Uh, last night we huh, we got on to a pretty um, passionate subject of mine last night on our leadership um, Zoom meeting. And just to share with you all, because it comes out in bits and pieces, I'm sure, when you're, whenever you hear me. And that is, I am praying to God, and I'm challenging our church that we will truly establish an apostolic footprint in this area and this region like they've never seen before. There, there's a lot that has been done uh, before us um, that has been established, but nothing has been sustained. Nothing has been sustained. And even when you go around and you look for an apostolic church, it's usually one of the smallest churches in the area. That is not God's will. And one thing I mentioned to them last night is um, we need to repent because we allow ourselves to start thinking and believing that in this area of the nation, it is the most difficult area to establish an apostolic presence it is the most difficult area for us to really be apostolic and uh, and do the things that God wants us to do and while all of that could possibly be true what I mention is but remember our God is not limited to regions So when we start saying how difficult our vineyard is, without us understanding, we're saying, God, you can make it good in Texas. You can make it good in Indiana. You can make it good in Louisiana. You can make it good in Mississippi. Oh, God, you can do it all good down in those places. But, God, you don't understand. The Northeast is so hard. I don't know if you can do it up here, Lord. But we don't realize, we might not have said those words, but our behavior has communicated that to God. And so we have drawn back and we invest our efforts and our times and our profession and our education and all of that stuff. And while all of that is important and we need to do those things, the bottom line is if we will put God first and make him the center, we will still have our education We will still have our great influence as far as our profession is concerned, but we will be apostolic to the core and we will be able to establish a culture in all of this area that will, it won't mimic the other areas because this area is not like any other, but we will be able to establish an apostolic culture where our children can grow up and marry other apostolic, where we will have enough churches and we can trust that our ministers and will be able to 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 go to school graduate from school and go in the church to do something for god and not feel like what's the sense of going to bible school or what's the sense of going to college uh and and doing anything with the church when the churches are not enough and it's not anything to offer for me so people go and take other jobs in the secular because there's not enough what we say opportunities in this area for the church to be impactful. So if the Lord tarries, I pray to God, we get a hold of that understanding and say, God, I don't care how small of impact I can make. Use me, Lord. Forget about how big or how small your impact could be. Don't concern yourself with that. Concern yourself with what I'm saying. Say, God, I want to contribute to you establishing a powerful apostolic culture and presence in the Northeast, especially in my area, and let us do what many have said cannot be done. God can do it. We're on our way because I I don't like to talk about this, 
but it's a fact. The day we have our first church service, well, let me go before that. The day we purchase the property we are about to purchase, the day we purchase that property, I'm probably going to tell you is going to make history because location-wise and size-wise, there has never been something like that that we're getting ready to walk into location-wise and size-wise. And, and God is letting us know that if you can do that, because I'm going to do it for you, if you'll allow me to do that, then just think of the possibilities that are ahead of you. There is no apostolic church in this area that owns 17,000 square foot of space. None. None even comes close to that amount. So when we achieve that goal and we begin to move forward, we are establishing something in this area that has never been established. And we want to show the world that you can be apostolic and holy. Apostolic and righteous. Apostolic and a professional. Apostolic and still have education. We want them to see that because our world and our children, our young people have never seen that. That you can be holy that you can be righteous and still have great education and still have a great profession and still do great things for the kingdom of God. Because for some reason we have bought into, if I become apostolic, I become limited in who I am and what I can be. And the Lord is just like, what are, are you kidding me? Have you tried me? Have you asked me? And I believe God is going to do some great things. So if you will keep those thoughts in your prayers when you pray, pray them out loud. Because I want for our young people, as I mentioned last night, I want for our young people to grow up and see the opportunities within the church. Because what we don't realize is because we have not done our very best to establish an apostolic presence, as our young people, as Jordan started growing up, he's paying attention to see what are the possibilities and opportunities for me as a Christian young person. And if there's not a whole lot, his mind switches to start to look outside of here. This is why when we hear our children say, I want to go to this college and that college. Why? Because they're looking at the possibilities here and they're not seeing a whole lot. So we have to do our very best, whatever small part we can play in establishing God's apostolic, apostolic present and culture in this era. We need to do it. So as our children are growing up, as our young people are growing up, they can say, man, I'm going to be the pastor one day of that church over there. Why? Because the pastors are, 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 are establishing churches and they're saying I'm getting old and I'm going to need somebody to be my successor. That's the kind of culture I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about one thing. I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about everything where the church will let the young people know there is an opportunity in this church for you to be the youth pastor one day. An opportunity for you to be the senior pastor. An opportunity for you to be the administrative executive person. These are all paid position in the church when the church grow that strongly. I'm not afraid to tell you that. The church needs to take care of its own. And so often our children get they go to college, they come back, and all they can do is go look in the secular. And even if they are focused on the things of God, the thriving churches are where? Where I just named. So now they got to go to Indiana. Now they got to go to Texas. Now they got to go to Mississippi. Now they got to go to Louisiana because they have to go those places to go to a nice thriving church. It's time we change that model and make sure this is where God is doing some great work as well. Let's pray tonight and ask God to help us to not back up and to not be intimidated. That's, 
that I don't want you to be intimidated because you are not the one responsible. All you need to do is be available and 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 be committed and give and just be sacrificial. That's all you need to do and God will do the rest. Be committed, be available and be sacrificial and God will use you to play a part in what he's doing and will do in this area. Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness and your mercy. You are so great and greatly to be praised. You are our God. And Lord, we worship you and we adore you. You are sovereign, Lord God. You're omnipotent. You're omniscient. You're omnipresent, Lord. There is none like you. You are the king, eternal, immortal, the only wise God, the only true and living God. Lord, all of our confidence and our trust is in you. We bow down before you tonight and we humble ourselves because, Lord, we want to serve you. We want to please you. We will worship and adore you. We will serve you in whatsoever capacity you want us to serve you. Oh God, tonight we pray that you will sanctify us and cleanse us. We repent of our sins, Lord God, and ask that you, Lord Jesus, will forgive us tonight. We want to be, Lord Jesus, sanctified. Oh God, we want to be cleansed. Oh God, we want to be washed by the washing of the word. That Lord Jesus, tonight we can draw nigh unto you, that you may speak to us, Lord God. We we want to hear the word of God. Rhema, oh God, let it flow from your lips into our hearing. Tonight, Lord Jesus, I pray that every person in this house, Lord God, and those that have joined us, Lord, online, I pray that you will move upon every one of us in such a special way that you will make us be assured that if we will trust you, that if we, Lord God, will make ourselves available to you, and if we, Almighty God, will just sacrifice and be faithful, Almighty God, you will do something that has never been done in this area, in our church, in our lives, in our home, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that the power of the Holy Ghost will move upon us as a church, individually and collectively, that the power of the Holy Ghost will move upon us, Lord God, where we will know assuredly, where our faith Almighty God will take us to a new dimension in you where Lord we will realize oh God what we can accomplish for we can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth us and tonight Lord I pray for the people of God in this church Lord God that you will speak to their heart that you will move in their soul and that Lord you will give them guidance and direction and Lord allow them to understand their part that they can play in what you're doing in this area Lord God in the name of Jesus Christ I pray every person Lord will truly trust you and follow you and become doers Lord according to the will of God in the name of Jesus Christ I pray tonight Lord that you'll bind us in unity to see the will of God be done bind us in unity Lord God to bring the vision of God into reality. Bind us in unity, Almighty God, to accomplish the will of God in every way possible. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, have your way in our thoughts tonight. Anoint your manservant and use him mightily and use him miraculously. Allow him to be your oracle tonight, Lord. Place him in the flow of your spirit, oh God, and he will speak and minister to the heart of your people. Oh God, guide them and lead them tonight. I pray that somebody's situation will be turned around. Somebody's situation will be turned around and somebody will receive instructions and direction and somebody, oh God, will be healed, will be delivered, will, oh God, be saved because of your word and your spirit. We pray 
pray tonight that your will be done. We pray tonight that your will be done. We pray for Michelle McGee that you will touch her, Lord God, and that, Lord, you will heal her body in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your healing virtue flow upon Michelle McGee and the will of God, the power of God will make her whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Have your way tonight, Lord, as we give you the praise, as we honor you tonight, and as we bless your name. The Lord is good, your mercy everlasting, and your truth endure it unto all generations. Come on, let's thank the Lord tonight and bless his name. Oh, God, we give you praise and honor. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. If I can sing and play music at the same time, I would tonight. Hallelujah. Brother Scarlett is going to come and minister tonight. He's got a word from the Lord. And I pray that you will receive the word of the Lord tonight. Because God wants to speak to our heart, and God wants us to know his will. And so we want you to welcome, brother, let me say it this way, welcome Minister Everton Scarlett to the podium. Minister to us, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. If you can, I want you to, there's a little chorus that is on my mind. I want to sing tonight. Hopefully you can join with me. Um, I will give you all, I will give you all, if all is what you ask of me. How can I refuse if my sacrifice is any less than I give you my very best? Help me to remember Calvary's cross, and I'm willing to say yes. I will give you all. I will give you all. If all you ask, you ask of me. How can I refuse? And if my sacrifice is any less than giving you my very best, help me to remember Calvary's cross, and I'm willing to say yes. One more time, I will give you all. I will give you all, if all is what you ask of me, how can I refuse? And if my sacrifice is any less, I'm giving you my very best. Help me to remember Calvary's cross. And I'm willing to say yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just give the Lord another round of applause tonight. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, we praise your name tonight, Lord God. We give you all the glory and all the honor tonight. Oh, we praise your name. Amen. Well, I want to greet everyone tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to greet the congregation. Amen. We want to greet our online congregation. Amen. And of course, I want to give honor to where honor is due. I want to greet our pastor tonight. Amen. It's indeed an honor uh, for us to be here tonight. It's an honor to be in the house of God tonight. There, 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 there is there, there is so much going on in our, our world today, and. Um, if we as the church don't get it together, we're going to left behind. It's so easy. The Bible said we should love not the world, neither the things of the world. We get caught up in everything that is happening in our world today. Everything. I do get caught up in most of the things that happen in the world. I'm not going to lie to you. But I, I, I make up my mind and I keep focus. And that one thing, um, before you see that, let, let, me, um, let me just read the, the scripture, um, Revelation chapter 1, verses 19. If you can read, um, turn, 
Bible to Revelation chapter 1, verses 19. Um, amen. I'm just reading one verse. Um, he said, Write these things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. You may be seated. I, I was I was um, in prayer, and uh, as you know, the, the, the spiritual journey. I don't know about you, but what's doing for me, it, 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 brother Darrell, it, it's transforming my life in, in in such a way. I pray, I do have a prayer life, and I'm consistent with what I'm doing. I remember years ago when we used to go to um, down the street for service. And we used to have the, the prime meeting that we used to go to. And I remember I used to drive from Burlington, 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, to be at prayer meeting for 4 o'clock in the morning. It, it was a sacrifice, Sister Stacy. It wasn't easy. And then I have to be ready to go to work within a couple hours. So I have to get back home, get myself together to go back to work. But, you know... While I'm there laying the foundation of saying, cultivating that, that relationship, if you please, between myself and the Lord. What, what it does, it, it helped me to, to, to stand on a solid foundation. I wasn't grew up in the church. I started out in the church, you know, several decades ago when I was in Jamaica. I used to go to church with my grandmom. She used to go to an Anglican church back then in Jamaica, and she would go to church. She used to go to church early in the morning, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning. We used to go to church. She would call us, and we'd go to church. Um, you know, they sing. They go through their ritual, praising God and everything. Not a, you know, not a problem. Then I go about doing my day-to-day -day life. Um, that's not what I intended to do. That wasn't, if I, if I would say, that wasn't for me, so to speak. Then I, I get involved in, um, you know, different clubs that I was involved in back home um, until I, I met a, a friend of mine, which was a musician, which invited me to the church that I came out of when I migrated to the state. And um, when, I, when I started out that journey... I make, up, I make a decree to, to God and said, comes what may, Lord, I'm going to live for you regardless of what's going on in this world. I, I didn't get caught up with the things that are in the world. I do the things that are in because, yes, you have to be involved with what's going on. But I didn't get carried away. You know, God helped me today to be where I'm at, and I'm, you know, I'm honored to be where I'm at in the house of God. I'm honored to be a servant for the Lord. I'm honored to be a part of Christ Center Church under our leadership of uh, Pastor Wyatt. It's indeed an honor. I do give you honor, Pastor, and I, you know, I commend you for, you know, the great work that the Lord, you know, has in store for you and for all of us. And, you know, our goal, our intent should be we should remain solid behind the man of God. If you say we should go to prayer, we should go to prayer. If you say we need to fast, we should fast. My, my subject for tonight, and I'm going to go on a little journey here. And, you know, I don't know what direction it's going to go into. So, so while I was praying, um, I think it was Tuesday morning, I woke up. I went to bed a little after, I think close to 11 o'clock I went to bed. And by 1.30, 1 o'clock, 1 a.m., the Lord woke me up. I woke up. And I said, this can't be right. And I, um, I, I get my iPad out, and then I start to put some stuff together. And then I know I have to be helped because my clock, I set my clock to go off at 4.45 for, for prior at 5 a.m., so I know I went back down for probably a few minutes, you know, slept a little bit, and then my clock went off, and then I was up for a, pre -pri for a prior 
at 5 a.m. So while while after praying everything, the you know the Lord started to you know put some stuff in my mind and some stuff that I started to jot down. So and then He took me to the book of Revelation, Pastor. I, I don't know why you know. Um, I would read Revelation, I would read chapters in Revelation, um, but, you know, that's, you know, that's the end of the book, if you know what I mean. But my, my topic, what it says tonight is, the things thou hast seen, and stay with me for a little bit. The verse of scripture that we read, John was writing to the Revelation, and he told them in Revelation 1, verses 19, which he said, Write the things which thou hast seen. One thing. The second thing he said. And the things which are. And the third thing he said. And the things which shall be here after. Let's look at it this way. In Revelation chapter 1. The things that... Though as seen in chapters 2 and chapters 3, the things which are. And in chapter 4 through chapter 22, the things which shall be hereafter. This is the way John, you know, put that verse of scripture and fit it in places. Um... John was a visionary, a visionary leader. He refused to die until he get everything he needed to get done. I don't know how many of us that if we get a task to do, we're willing to make that extra sacrifice to do it until the end. The Apostle John lived an amazing life of service to Christ. Not only was he numbered among the original 12 apostles, but Jesus included him in his inner circle during his earthly ministry. I know there's a lot of people who want to be involved in the inner circle. But you don't want to involve in nothing. You want to be a part of the circle. But you just want to have your own way and do your own thing. John walked closely with the Lord and even witnessed Jesus' transfiguration. Uh, and when I, when I, what I mean by that, he, he watched and he see uh, oh, Jesus change into a, a spiritual being, if you please. In, in fact, um, we, we, we use the word metamorphosis in, in, our, in, our, um, in, our, in our industry. And, uh, you know, the metamorphosis is you, you, you got different process of metamorphosis. You go through either an incomplete metamorphosis, a complete metamorphosis, and all those processes that you go through are changing process that you go through. So let's look into uh, Luke chapter 9 verses, uh, I'm going to read a few verses there, Luke chapter 9 verses 28 through 26, but I want to go down to verses 23. In Luke chapter 9 verses 23, um, he said, and he said unto them, if any man will come after me, let him first deny himself and take up the cross daily, not sometime, and follow me. Verses 24, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake. The same shall save it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the old world and lose his soul or be cast away? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my word, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed. When he shall come in his own glory and the fathers of his holy angel. In verses 27 it said, But tell you of a truth, there shall be standing there 
which shall not taste of death till these till they see the kingdom of God. There will some that be among us. And there will be others that will want to be a part of what's going on. In verse 28 it said, And it shall come to pass about the eight days after these saying, He took Peter and John and James and went up into the mountain to pray. You see, praying in our life as Christians, as the church, if we don't have a solid foundation to pray to God, you, the Bible said every man have to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling before God. You have to cultivate your own prayer life. I cannot force you. Pastor cannot force you. If you don't have the drive, the zeal, the passion to want to do it, you will not do it. We go to work, yes, because we want to get a paycheck. No one forced us to go to work. We make a, a sacrifice to go to work. Because at the end of the week, at the end of the month, there is a reward for us to receive. We want to be blessed, but we don't want to make sacrifice. Because sacrifice taking away from the things that we're trying to accomplish. And there's no way that we're going to accomplish anything in this life without making sacrifice. In verses 29, he said, And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. In verse 30, he said, And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory and spake uh, of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter, but Peter and they were with him, were heavily with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw the glory and the two men that stood with him. In verses 33 said, And it came to pass that as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee. One for Moses and one for Elias. Not knowing what he said. There are times we say things that we don't know what we're saying. And that's what the verse was saying. But while just speak, there came a cloud overshadowing them. And they fear as they enter into the cloud. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. How many of us want to hear when the man of God speaks to us? The man of God speaks, but we don't hear what the man of God says. He said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. And in verse 36, he said, And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone, and they kept it close, and told no man in those days any of those things which they I've seen. We're going to hear things at times. And we just have to keep it to ourselves. And nothing wrong with that. Because the Lord's going to speak to us in our own unique ways. God speaks to all of us different. God may speak to you in, 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 a, in, a, in an amazing way. Another time he may speak to you in a nice subtle way. You know, so God will speak to us in our own uh, ways. Amen. Later following Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension, John became a respected leader in the church of Jerusalem. And that's in Acts 4, verses 1 to 12. But in verse 12, I like verse 12, because verse 12 said, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name given on heaven among men, whereby we must be saved. You want to be saved? We're living and think we're saved. But we're not saved. How do you know that you're saved? Are you doing the things that you're required to do? Have you repented of your sin? Have you get baptized in Jesus' name? Have you 
been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Are you living a holy and a sober life in this present world? He said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name given on heaven among men whereby we must be saved. He also wrote, John also wrote the gospel and, and uh, the gospel and three New Testament epistles that bear his name. John enjoyed a full, a life full of service to Christ. How many of us enjoy a full life of service to the Lord? But before he died, God would give him one more assignment to be a prophet. You see, God has things in store for us. But the only way we can receive what God has for us. There's a song that we said, what God has for me is for me. God wants to give to us what he wants to pour in us. But the problem is we're not available to receive what God has for us. We have to make sure we make ourselves available. Another song we said, Lord, I'm available to you. Why will I give to you? I'll do what you say to do. Use me, Lord. To show someone the way. Oh, my Lord. During the latter, during the latter part of John's life, as he sat in exile at the rocky, rumored island of Patmos, he penned the book, of revelation, a prophecy de- detailing the final conflict between good and evil. John adapted the attitude and a mindset of truly godly leader. He devoted himself to doing what God ass- had assigned him and right up to the very end of his life, John knew that God had called him for a lifetime of service. How many of us that God for a lifetime of service? <laughs> and he saw his own life. His own body. Has expanded for the purpose of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. A wise leader. Keep his mind that each day God gave him to use his glory. Let me read that slowly. Wise leader, keep in mind that each day God gave them to be used for his glory and to benefit other people. The life that we live, it's not for us. Our life is to make sure we can be witness to others. So don't just, you know, don't just get it's just between me, myself, and I. The salvation that the Lord given unto us. It's for us to share the good news with others. Amen. The question is asked. What are you looking for? Did you find what you're looking for? Are you looking for his return? His return is imminent. It could be any day. We don't know when his return is coming. But we have to be ready. If tonight when we go to the bed or bed tonight and we don't wake up, we want to make sure we wake up to see the Lord in the rapture. Amen. The Bible let us know in Revelation 1, verses 1, chapter 1, verses 1, verse 1 through 11. It said, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God has given unto him. To show unto his servant things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by the angel unto his servant John. Who be a record of the word of God. And of the testimony of Jesus Christ. And of all things that he saw. He said, verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth. And they that heareth the word of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Four things we must do in that same verse of scripture. We must do these things. One, 
We must obey the things that are written. Two, we are to hear. The Bible says, oh, can they hear? We have to make sure we speak the word so they can hear. The third thing is, we are to keep it. And the fourth thing is, we also know the time, know that time is at hand. There's no doubt that with what's going on in our world today, that we're living nearer than we first believe or imagine. We see what's going on in the Middle East right now with Ukraine and uh, the way the, 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 the Russian send their force over 100,000 force and the, the east side, the west side, the north side, and the south side of Ukraine. So our president told the army, um, 85,000, said, be and stand by. But check this out. Russia sent in 100,000 troops in U- Ukraine. America only getting 85,000. But the, the, the reason why America is only sending 85,000 compared to 100,000 is because of the equipment and the strategy that the Americans have over the Russians. So therefore, they don't need to send 100,000 troops over there or in that territory. Because we have what it takes if we have to go to war. So, you know, we, we have to make sure, you know, the Bible says when these things come to pass, we must look up for our redemption drawing net. In verses 4 of the same chapter, verse 4 of the same chapter, chapter 1, it said, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come, from the seven spirits which are before his throne. John believed the message to the seven churches of Asia after he was released from uh, the isle around about uh, 96 AD. The seven churches that are in Asia is, is, uh, is in Asia today is called Turkey. So these seven churches that are in Asia today is called Turkey. Verse 5 said, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the king of the earth, unto him that love us and wash us from sin with his own blood. He died for us and washed us with his own blood. We are washed. When we are baptized, we are baptized in the blood. We are baptized in the name of Jesus. But when we go down in the water, we are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Verse 6 said, And had made us king and priest unto God his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever, ever. Amen. The theme of the book, the theme of the book in, is, is in Revelation chapter 7. He said, behold, in verse 7, behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all kindred of the herd shall wail because of him. Even so, Amen. Anyone who rejects Jesus as their creator, as their Lord, and as their savior, become guilty. So if you reject Jesus Christ, you become guilty. Verse 8, he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, said the Lord, which is and which was, which is to come, the, the Almighty. Verse 9, John wrote and said, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that was called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He said, I was put out by the Roman dimension because of 
uh, the, the, the Roman back in the days, back in, uh, that was back in uh, AD 95, when, when John was uh, preaching the word, the Romans didn't like, you know, the Christian preaching the word. So they, they, they put John in the Isle of Patmos, if you please. Patmos was an island about 37 miles off the course of Turkey. It is very near the famous city called Ephesus. And in fact, Patmos, if you look at it, it's about 13 square miles. So if you look at it, it's 13 square miles. And so 13 square miles long. No, let, let's take that. So it's, it's one square mile long and 13, 13 square mile long and one square mile. Where am I? I'm losing my notes here. So Patmos is about 13 square miles. So if you want to put it in your mind, one mile wide and 13 mile long. This is the Isle of Patmos where the most famous prophecy, the book in the entire Bible was written. And that's the book of Revelation. In verse 10 it said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. And he said in verse 11 saying, I am Alpha and Omega. He said, I'm the first and the last. And what you see, write it in the book. And send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia and to Ephesus and unto Samaria and unto Pergamos and unto Tyrathera and unto Sardius and unto Philadelphia and unto Laodiosa. These are the seven churches that he said to write it on. The vision. What you see is what you get. While John worshipped God on the Isle of Patmos, Jesus spoke to him. But when he turned to hear his voice, he see a vision. For you remember the book. Then John described the vision that drove him to write and encouraging others. The vision, all, vision always drive a leader. Especially when they believe God is its source. If God is your source, that vision will continue to drive you. There, there are eight qualities of a divine vision. The first one is, it is not discovered or created, but revealed. The second one, it, it doesn't complete and with others, but completes others. The third thing is, it is captivity, not occupational. I cannot get it out of my mind. The fourth thing is, its goal is its goal not to make money, but to meet needs. The fifth thing is, success depends not on staying, staying ahead of others, but are serving others. We're trying to get this building, not to say we have a big building. We're trying to get this building because we want to serve others. The seventh thing is, in fulfillment doesn't rest on staying ahead of others, but simply obeying. And the eighth thing is, its purpose is not to feed my ego, but to glorify our God. The Bible let us to know in Joel 2, verses 28. The Bible let us know, and it shall come to pass afterward that I'll pour up my spirit upon all flesh. We're living in a time when we need the spirit of God to be poured out upon all flesh, not some flesh. He said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. If we don't cultivate ourselves 
in the word of God, in the gospel. If we don't cultivate ourselves around the people of God, the church, who are we cultivating ourselves with? How do you expect to be sharpened when you're not sharpened? Do, do you go to your neighbor or your friends and say, uh, hey, bro, can I borrow a word from you? Or do you come into the house of God and say, bro, I'm going through that broken said, the Bible said, man shall not. You see, when, 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 when you trust God with all your hearts and with all your mind and with all your soul, he provides for us because he said, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, uh, whatever we ask, believe in his name, it shall be done. We have to ask and believe the Lord. We have to trust in the Lord with all our heart and with all our mind. We, we, we're living in, in, in the time right now where, you know, technology is evolving so much, so rapidly that you, 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 it, it, there's no doubt that we're in the, in the end time. Just a couple of weeks ago, they put out a, a, a story that the 3G network uh, uh, will be disappearing this year. It, it, it's saying the bad news about the 3G depend uh disappearing is that a lot of cars that have technologies that were built with uh 3g technology not going to able to function the way they have to function they're 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 if you have your mobile car if you have whatever system that you have that hooked up to your 3g network for your vehicle you won't able to to um, to utilize that. Now there, and this is gonna affect every car dealer throughout our entire region or our entire world, so to speak. Now, um, I, I said um, decades ago, you know, 3G was, was the way to go. You know, everybody trying to get their their 3G if you didn't have 3G, but you know, they're saying if you have 4G. 4G, now the 4G, if you have 4G, then you'll be possibly, you know, be uh, in connection because the 3G will be gone, disappeared. 4G for your cell phone may still be able to work. But now that the 5G and possibly 6G is coming out now, um, what they're trying to do is to close out all these 3G operations so that the, 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 the bandwidth will be freed up and the 5G and the 6G will be able to come in operation. So, um, in fact, just a week ago, they were saying that there were so many airlines that are saying they wanted uh, the plane to either stop run because if they, the, the, the operation was so close to the airport that if they're trying to, to fly the plane, if they disrupt the 3G network, it's going to affect the operation of the air traffickers and all those involved in, in, in the operation. So um, there, there, there are a, a bunch of cars, um, um, the Acuras, if you, um, if you have that slide, um, there, there are some model of cars that are saying the Acura identifies seven um, different vehicles made with Acura Link. Future running a 3G, including a real traffic time, maintenance reminders, emergency calls, etc., etc. Abby have um, they they have ten vehicles. They have ten cars that they said these cars. He said by 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 uh, um, by by the uh, he said the ten. Model that will be affected by 3G shutdown um, offer overview connected future that will be lost online roadside assistant etc. And these are the listed cars. So if you have any of those vehicles that are within that operation, you will be affected. Now saying this to say that um, since since the pandemic it has uh, came in, it has affected you know um, just about. Everybody, everything. 
the, 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 the car dealers, the car makers, the manufacturers and everybody, the prices of vehicles have been increased from anywhere between 33% to 35% because of production. They don't have the production. So therefore, the used vehicle that is on the parking lot that you're trying to get, the prices are sky high. You can't afford to buy it. So, you know, we, 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 we're setting up ourselves for one world government to take over. And if we as a church are not careful, if we don't keep our minds so centered in the Lord, we are going to get carried away with the things that are happening around us. Because once our vehicles, once our ways of communication with Whosoever, our loved ones, with whatever we use as our resources, start to disappear. Then what we have? We have nowhere to look but to look up. The Bible said in, in, in John 14, he said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, he believe in God, believe also in me. He said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there may be also. Listen. We cannot get carried away and be fearful of what's happening. We got to look up to our creator because he's the one that created us. He said he will never leave us nor forsake us. So if we trust God with all our hearts, trust him with all our mind, when all these things come to pass, wars, rumors of wars, look up for our redemption, joy at night. We need to look to Jesus, church. We need to look to Jesus. That's where all of our help coming from. And tonight, as we're here to encourage all of us here tonight in the house of God, and the things which thou hast seen, the things which thou as are happening around us today, don't get yourself so rooted and grounded with the things that are happening around us today. Because they're only temporary. The only thing that lasts forever is salvation. And the only way you can get salvation is by knowing Jesus Christ for yourself. If you don't know Jesus Christ for yourself, you have an opportunity to, to make sure you make your calling and election sure. What do I have to do, preacher? I, I, I have to make sure I get my life ready. You, you drive your vehicle, you take it to the mechanic shop to get it maintained. You have to make sure you're in the house of God where you can hear the word of God. The Bible says, faith commit by hearing and hearing by the word of God. you got to be in the house of God where you can able to get your strength. Because your strength commit from the Lord which made the heavens and the earth. Amen. Uh, the songwriter said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hill. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. The Lord who made the heavens and earth. He said, He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. That's the God that we serve. When you are rooted and grounded on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, He will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. We're going to invite you to stand with us tonight as we give the Lord a round of applause and thank Him for His blessing tonight. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We adore you, Lord God. We praise your name tonight, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's just close our eyes as we just pray at this time. Almighty God, we love you. Lord God, as we come to you tonight, Lord God, we thank you for your words tonight, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to keep our minds and our hearts centered on you, Lord God. Help us to look to you, Lord. Look to you because you are the way, the truth, and the life, oh God. We pray tonight, Lord God, for every person that is here in the house of God. For those that are watching our online congregation, Lord God, will be in a mindset to be ready, Lord God, that when the trumpets sound, we'll be ready to make heaven our home. We'll be ready to make it in the rapture, Lord God. We ask you to keep us and guide us, oh God. We ask you to protect us and provide for us. 
We ask you, Lord God, to help us, Lord God, to live the life that is pleasing and righteous in your sight. Father God, we give you glory and honor. Father God, as we pray tonight, Lord God, we pray and ask you, your words that as we go forth, that you will impact every home, every heart, Lord God. That your will will be done and that your kingdom will come. We ask you for traveling mercy as we travel, Lord God. Protect us and keep us. And bring us back in the house of God where we can worship and praise you, Lord God. Bless our leadership in this congregation, Lord God. Bless our pastor, continue to use him and his family, Lord God. I pray help us, Lord God, to look to you. We love you, Lord God. We commit ourselves to you. We pray for those that are sick in their body tonight that you will heal them completely and that they will be whole. Lord God, we love you. We praise you. As we give you all the glory and all the honor tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands right all over the sanctuary. Let's just worship the Lord. Let's just take a few more seconds as we just continue to worship the Lord tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, bless the name. The Lord bless you tonight. Amen. Don't forget, if you have anything for the building fund, to contribute to the building fund. Amen. We love you, church. Love the Lord with all your hearts. As you dismiss in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus.